0: Blog Talk Radio This episode of Kimberly's Intentional Moment is brought to you by the Seiken Network on Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. having some technical difficulties here hang on I'm not sure if I'm in here. If I, I'm not sure if I'm being recorded or not. Um, I am trying at this time, in case people can hear the show, to get back into the website, but it's not letting me do that. So please, just stay tuned. Hi there. Okay, I think I got it, Um, and I hope I didn't lose a bunch of listeners in in the time being. I have no idea. The website went down, and there just wasn't anything I could do about it. I, I, in fact, I was getting ready to start to call in with my um, cell phone, and then all of a sudden the computer came around. I don't know, folks. I, you know, any of you that work with computers, which I think is most all of us by now, knows that. Sometimes it really doesn't make life easier. It just makes it more complicated. However, I am hugely thankful because this is gives me the chance to um, talk to people across the world and um, share ideas. Okay, so I don't know if you heard it before. I want to just say good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to all of you across the world and um, I want to just take a moment and check in with your practice. So we, I gave homework last week about trust your gut. And, um, you know, we, we talked about trusting your gut in lots of different ways. And, and we're going to kind of connect this show to that. So starting with, you know, just... I'd love to hear from you at uh, kim.talkradio at com about how your um, practice is going and then what you thought about checking in with your gut or what did you do as a practice to change something and how did your body, mind respond? So when when I think about starting a practice about coming to our senses and we think about it in two different ways literally and figuratively i think the best way to describe what i'm talking about today it comes from a book and one of my students um and it happened to just be last night i was going to do come or i was going to do senses i didn't actually have the name for the show at the time that i spoke to her but i knew that i wanted to do something with the senses today, and she happened to read me this passage out of her book, and her book, um, I, I have to pull it up because the entire computer went down, so you're going to have to just wait a moment here while I try and pull up what the, okay, there it is, Perfume Collector, that's what it's called, The Perfume Collector by Kathleen Tessaro. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, it's T-E-S-S. A R O. I like to give credit where it's due because this is really great. Um, and it's it, it, essentially there's just she's a woman standing there talking with this man, and he talks about um, coming to your senses. And she and he says, you know, when when I say this, I'm paraphrasing right now, but when I say you know, come to your senses, what do you think it means? And she says um, it means reasonable sensible doesn't it and now I'm going to read it directly maybe his eyes maybe his eyes caught the afternoon light flickering amber flecked with green what else could it mean perhaps it's an invitation maybe we need to literally come to our senses to return to our sense of taste touch sight smell hearing and find sustenance in them inspiration Life is, after all, a sensual experience. Our senses have the power to truly transport us, but also to ground us, make us human. And that was perfect. Again, The Perfume Collector by Kathleen Tessaro, if I'm pronouncing that correctly. That's exactly what I want to talk about. It's like, so what does it mean to come to your senses? And how about we do both? How can it not be? I love that he used, or that that character said the word grounding, um, because it is very grounding to be in touch with all five of your senses, or even one, trusting that when you practice on the regular, knowing what you're tasting, smelling, touching, seeing, etc., is not only consistent, but also can serve you to let you know, like for instance, when we're hungry, we can smell the food. Um, but also, I want to connect it to last week's show in trusting your gut. So that feeling, that gut feeling that you have that something is either going very right or very wrong um where you just get that, and here we keep using these same words, but you get that sense about someone that you're talking to and learning how to trust that because you're in the regular practice of enhancing that skill. Because it really is a skill to be able to learn and come into your senses fairly quickly and be able to trust through regular practice what it is you are sensing, so when we define literally and figuratively, I think it's important to to do that well really, what we're going to define is literally and figurative um literally essentially, you know, and I have looked at the dictionary, I'm not actually reading the dictionary's um definition uh but it, it has to do with actual virtual so what is actually going on um what is happening factual um and figuratively is more a it's om, it's like a figure of speech it's you know come to your senses use your good sense um be in uh, tune with what is going on rather than it being necessarily fact. When we look at tuning into our senses literally, I think we enhance the opportunity to use our senses figuratively. So when we talk about um, we talk about let's do that. Let's just go into the five senses because I think that You know, to describe each and every one of them and to have an experience in each one of them may help to describe using your good sense, if you will. I remember um, a friend of mine used to say that a lot. Use your good sense. You know, you get an idea of what the right thing to do is. Now, that we step into a little bit more morally. I guess what I'm saying is I... That that figurative use of coming to your senses, being reasonable and sensible, can be used in a moral way, using your good sense. So when you know something feels right, that you do that. And when you know something feels wrong, you choose a different way. Um, I'm looking up figurative again because I wanted to give you a better sense of... Oh, that's right. Yes. ...normally, denoting another from which it may be regarded as analogous. So when you have figurative language. And the other thing is the figures of speech. So so when you're characterizing something by a figure of speech or representing or having a resemblance to something... um, that's also figurative, different from its basic meaning and that expresses an idea in an interesting way by using language that usually describes something else, so not literal, they're, they're not the same. And at the same time, I think they can work synergistically um, together and, and create a better sense of now. So let's come to our senses. Let's talk about the sense of sight. I like to start with that when I teach um, senses in classes because, of course, assuming that you have sight, uh, a lot of people relate to that because what I can't see isn't real. You know, I make the joke often when I put my hand up in front of my eyes and say, I can't see you, so you can't see me you know, a lot of people walk through life that way. And so the reason why, um, and some are aware of it and do it anyway. Some are aware of it and then, you know, do something about it. And then some are completely unaware of it. So any of you out there that fit any of those descriptions, and there's absolutely no judgment in that. It's like, again, we just practice honesty with ourselves. So honestly, where are you at? It's the only way you can go somewhere else, is to know exactly where you are. I'm not going to be able to Google directions if I don't know where I am. You know, it's just that simple. So, noticing sight. I want you to just look around wherever you are, focus on something, and then focus on something else. And then, I want you to draw your attention into one small spot. So that might be on the floor where two boards meet. It might be on a spot on a rug if you've got a design on your rug. It might be the outlet, you know, like one of the holes of an outlet. It might be on a flower. I don't care. Pick one thing. And now I want you to just bring your attention inward. You can close your eyes here for a moment if you need to. Otherwise, you can just focus on that small spot. And I want you to just come into your breath, feel your inhale, go all the way through your body, release your belly, you can even push it out a little bit, take it to your sit bones. As you exhale, gently tighten your belly and visualize or feel the breath coming from your sit bones all the way back out. Abs are going to stay taut as you begin the inhale. Think about filling from collarbone all the way to pubic bone. So you're using more and more of your lung capacity. Exhale gently, tightening your abdominal muscles towards your spine once again. So as you continue to breathe this active breath, and you can switch into the ujjayi breath if you'd like. If you're not familiar with it, don't worry about it. Slow down your breathing. Feel your sit bones or feel your feet if you're standing you're laying down, feel your body on the floor or wherever you are. And I want you to just notice how you're feeling. We like to do that. So just notice how you're feeling. Notice places that are achy, cranky, murky, and places that feel strong and balanced, fluid, backing off on the breathing if it's too much if you're getting at all dizzy or if it feels kind of trapped or strong in your in your chest that's too much back off okay now open your eyes once again and focus on that spot Tune in to sight and study that spot. So notice if there's any abnormalities or fluctuations in its look. You may even notice that it seems like you're focusing a little bit, like you feel like you're almost like a camera lens going in and out. And every time your mind wants to look away, and every time your mind wanders from what I've asked you to just do, I want you to come back to seeing what's in front of you. All right. Now reflect on that a moment. Was that easy? Was it difficult and challenging in a way you weren't expecting? And then close your eyes once again. Take a deep breath. And now I want you to notice a sound. So it could be your computer. You feel the or you hear the little. I call it the engine. I know that's not what it is, but whatever that is in there, that's the fan. I think might be a fan. Uh, It might be that you might hear a bird chirping outside. You might hear leaves rustling because we've got some wind. At least here in the Pacific Northwest, we do. It could be you hear anything, anything at all, and focus only on that sound. Now, if you can open your eyes and do that, I suggest that you do. Now, every time your mind wanders, and it might be because of my voice or it might be because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to come out of my skin. I can't believe I'm sitting still here for so long. It might be that you keep losing the sound. Or it might be that, wow, um, I'm just, I don't, I think it's stopped. I think the sound stopped. Every time your mind wanders, I want you to bring it back to that sound. So if the sound has stopped, be with the silence. Or pick another sound and follow it. But just one sound and see how easy or uneasy it is right now for you to focus on that sound. Nice. Okay. Now, keeping your attention inward, to be eyes open or not. Again, practicing with eyes open. I mean, here's the deal. When you walk around every day, there's always going to be distraction in your sight and, and and in the sound. It could be anywhere. But a lot of folks when they they close their eyes because they're trying to focus. So if you can practice focusing with your eyes open, do it. If not, keep your eyes shut and now find a smell. So it could be that you are at home and you smell the bacon that you made earlier. It could be that you smell ink because you're standing in a copy room. I don't know where you are, but focus it on a smell. And if you can't find one, maybe you just bring your clothing up to your face. You could bring a flower up to your face to smell. You could find something near you that has a scent, even if it's just a little bit. I even have used a plant, like a small plant that has just a little bit of um, dirt, because I like that smell, Um, and, you know, it, it, it... It it can be a grounding smell. But use whatever is around you and focus on only the smell. You might be noticing feelings that go along with this as well. You know, you smell something, um, because any of your senses can bring up a memory. And it's okay. Let that memory come in and then let it go, because we're focusing only on the smell. Very nice. So next, keeping your attention inward, focus on the taste in your mouth. Now, it's also okay for you to put a piece of gum or a mint in your mouth. You could put a piece of chocolate that's melting. You know, if you want to have a specific taste in your mouth to focus on, please go ahead and do that. Or you can just focus on the taste in your mouth. Here is a very good example of where we can check in in all ways. Noticing if your mouth is dry, you know, go ahead and take some water. I'm always going to be the person that says to hydrate. So hydrate now if you need to and then come back to the taste in your mouth. And it might be that new hydrated water taste. And again, every time your mind wanders, you're coming back. the sense of taste all right and now come to feeling so when I'm saying this I actually want you to touch something so If you can find it, like what I do in class is I'll bring flat rocks, those really smooth, flat kind of charcoal rocks that you can find on the beach. or um, Some people use them as hot stones in massage. So that's what I use. But you could use anything. Um, And focus only on that. Sense of touch there. So that feeling, I'm not talking about a gut feeling. I'm not talking about how you're feeling emotionally. I'm talking about the feeling of the object. Just that sense of touch on your hands and fingers. And it can be in one hand using those fingers. It doesn't matter to me. Focus on that. Notice how much your mind wanders here. And what does it wander to? Again, letting go of any judgment or obsession on that. Just, oh, that's what I thought, and keep going. Very nice. Now, sit back for a moment, take a few deep breaths, and reflect on what happened here. You might find some similarities. You might find that they're all different. You might find them challenging. You might find them easy. All of those things are correct because they're how you are sensing right now. And just notice the difference in your mind and in your breath. And then go ahead and think about You can even write it down if you can. I'd love to hear some of your experiences. Again, KimTalkRadio at com. You can also call in and talk to me directly now if you'd like. 347-677-0699 is the number. Again, 347 I want you to notice how different your focus is right now. Because here's the deal. Whether or not you're feeling really focused or really grounded, your focus has shifted. There's no doubt. And it doesn't matter how challenging that practice was for you at times or the whole thing. Your focus is going to be different. What I ask for you to do is give, get a little chuckle out of if you're feeling frustrated. For some reason, you could not stay focused today or you're antsy. Here's, here's why I say that. First of all, and I, I am considering putting some sort of more physical practice into um, my show. You know, even, and you can even do it right now. Just inhale and raise your arms up. And then exhale and bring your arms back to your sides. And really sit up tall and or stand tall, sternum facing towards the sky or, or up in front of you. Maybe not facing the sky, but up in front of you. You're standing tall. Your knees are soft or you're seated. Shoulders are soft. Jaw. Go ahead and smile and just move your arms back and forth. Inhale your arms up. Exhale your arms down. Inhale your arms up. And exhale your arms down. Here's why. Now I want to go back through the senses. I'm not going to take quite as long. But I want you to just notice now, focus on that small spot. Notice your sight. Notice your ability to stay focused on only your sight. And then notice your sense of sound. Focus in on one sound and just notice your ability to do that. Focus in on your sense of smell. Taste. And now your sense of touch. Again, going back to whatever it was you were holding in your hand. Sometimes just moving with your breath a little bit is all somebody needs to get a little better focus. That may or may not have helped. In a show this short, it's hard for me to show you the difference without it taking up the entire show. And... I wanted to introduce today, I think we need to do come back to putting something physical in the beginning of these meditations when we do them. Because these are the first stages of meditation. You're bringing your attention inward and focusing. And yes, while we withdraw from the senses, sometimes we can use one sense to be that, that object that we focus on. That eventually, at least in the yoga tradition first you're you're withdrawing from the senses and then you're focusing in one direction, and then there's an exchange happening between the object and you, and then pretty soon you're in what's called the state of yoga or uh, meditation, which is there is no object, there is no you it's all all everythingness and nothingness. It doesn't matter whether you do all for. I like to call them stages or phases of meditation. What's important is that you practice somehow bringing your attention to one focus and, cl- and, and clearing your mind around that. And I'm inviting you this week to start to do that with your senses. And you can just pick one and do that for a while, or you could pick, do one different one each day. You know, meditation is something you can practice at any time, anywhere, Uh, yoga is not something we just practice when we do postures, you know, and you, those of you that have been listening, understand and know that by now, that asana has really got nothing to do with exercising and it isn't, it isn't but one of the eight limbs of yoga. Four of them have to do with meditation, which is why I keep coming back to things that keep you present, things that keep you focused because focusing in that direction means we're practicing yoga and um and and, and in some way and uh so I want to come back to the difference between the two if you had a change and it's okay if you didn't and I want to invite you to practice this next week on your senses And we're going to take a short break, much shorter than usual because we got started so late today, but I'm bringing back the excuses public service announcement because oftentimes we're going to head into the figurative form of coming to our senses um, after we come back from the break. So I thought this would be a nice way to segue into that. When, When our mind wants to talk us out of what we know to be true, what we feel to be true, what we sense to be true... Um and so listen listen to the PSA because I think it would be good. It's also a good source of conversation for those of you that are emailing. Um and again, Kim Talk Radio at gmail dot Enjoy, I'll be back with you in a minute.
0: Mm. Need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mm. Right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't
1: even make sense. It sounds like gibberish.
0: Signs like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere if you or someone you know has any of these symptoms don't wait call 911 immediately you could make a difference in someone's life someone you love maybe even your own time lost is brain lost find out more at powertoendstroke.org brought to you by the American Heart Association,
1: American Stroke Association and the ad Council. You're
0: listening to Kimberly's Intentional Moment on blogtalkradio.com with your host, Kimberly Canals. Your spot to practice living in awareness.
1: Oh, thanks again, Restita Jesus, for that. She calls it the Kim Spot. I think it's fantastic. And it's exactly what we're doing. Living in awareness and, and being more aware. So... After listening to that public service announcement, I think it's a really good way, kind of like the book was earlier in the show, to describe what I'm talking about. It's that talking yourself out of it. My arm's all tingly. Well, most people know that that's not normal. That's not what I feel on the norm or how I feel usually. So, and then the mind starts kicking in. Oh, well, it must be old bones. Oh, well, you know, I must be tired. Instead of, you know, I'm going to pay attention to this. This is new. And knowing some of the risk factors of different things, I'm not one of the people that's going to tell you to look up risk factors for everything that you're afraid of and then start finding them. Because I, I, I have seen it. I have done it. You know, you make, you, you want, sorry, you focus on your big toe hurting. It will eventually hurt. You know, what we put our mind to really makes a difference. And that is a hard thing to get used to and a hard thing to hear, I think. So when you're feeling something that's... It's not a bad idea to check in. And it's like... I'm sure I've said it in other shows, but i got to say it again. It's kind of like the ambulance. Oh, yes, I know I did. When I did the show where I had said I would just gone in and had my... Um, CPR and first aid and AED training again that I do every other year, and I really invited everybody to do that, at least do CPR, AED, although I don't know why you wouldn't just add in the first aid. Uh, it One of the things that I really want to stress is that if you are afraid that something is wrong with you and it, and it feels serious, you know, it's it, – It's better to be safe than sorry. So at least call your doctor. But if you think it's really serious, just call 911, you know, and and check in. Because even if you are afraid somehow you're bothering someone, I'd rather have you bother someone, and in case something goes wrong, that it saves your life, and take the chance that, you know, thankfully nothing is wrong, than for you not to call. So... Let's talk about coming to our senses. (laughs) And again, I love that my friend used to say, use your good sense. Use your good sense. Go ahead and do that. So when you check in with your literal senses, your sense of smell, taste, touch, sight, sound, it's a good way for you to start to feel what's going on in your body. You've heard me say a million times, and I won't stop saying it because we can't hear it enough, including me. I mean we. Your body doesn't lie. Your mind does. So in that example of the strokes, and you've heard of people doing this, you know, oh, my chest really hurt, and it hurt for a few days, and, you know, I didn't do anything about it, and then I've had a massive heart attack. You know, just listen to that. Breathe into that. If it's not changing, chances are good that you need to pay, really pay attention to that, and your mind will try to talk you out of it. You you don't have time for this. you know. And I know I am one of those people, like many of you out there, I want to say all of you, but I don't know, I can't speak for everybody, but many of you out there that feel like there is not enough time in the day. And if I call 911 or if I go to the doctor or if I go to the hospital, because I feel like I probably should do that, I'm wasting all this time only to find out nothing's wrong. Imagine your sense of relief when you find out nothing's wrong. And imagine how amazing it will be if something is to catch it early. Most everything, uh, how about this, a lot of the disorders, diseases that we have, catching them early it has a better prognosis a better outcome. And so we want to stay tuned into that. But it's not just that. Those of you that are martial artists out there or have been in the martial arts uh, will definitely agree with there's also that sense of something's wrong here. I'm sensing that something is wrong here. And when I say that, I immediately think of Yoda and Star Wars I told you, Star Wars will keep coming back. It'll keep being a part of the show at some point. But I won't go nuts with it in case you don't like Star Wars. But it is that sense of the force, that sense of energy all around us. And when there's a disturbance in it, that's how they talk about it in Star Wars, and I really don't know how else to talk about it. I mean, when there's a disturbance in that energy, that force, a ripple effect happens, and you and everyone else will feel it. Sometimes it's intense, sometimes it isn't. That doesn't make it any less or more. It just means that it's a more intense feeling than – or you're sensing something more intense than, you know, more gentle or less intense. Knowing that something isn't right. Meeting someone and having that gut feeling. So here's what we're bringing in. I told you we'd bring in the last show that gut feeling that something's not right and i'm not talking about now physically with your body because we've already discussed that i'm talking about an energy in the room or knowing this person isn't right a good example is a friend of mine um was at a party with her daughter and um you know decided that there was a man that kept walking by and she kept feeling like something wasn't right and then eventually the little girl said the same thing, you know, something doesn't feel right about that person and, you know, and, and they acted accordingly, you know, they they got distance from that person and that person eventually left. But there was this feeling and, and when somebody keeps kind of pacing back and forth watching you and your kid or just watching your kid, whatever was happening there, um, the feeling was that the kid was being watched. The child was being watched. Um, When you hone in on that feeling and do something about it, now the energy can just change. Like I've, I've noticed you. You and I both know now that I'm watching you. That can change someone. And to me, I don't know why else that person that was pacing back and forth or casing them, if you will, would now leave. I feel like something was really going on there, as did this parent. Those are the things that you want to really pay attention. You also want to pay attention to that feeling of absolute joy. This is the right thing. This is the right thing. What I'm doing right now makes absolute sense to the cellular structures in my body. That's again sense. It's a sense. And like in the in the book um from earlier it it and I want to say her name again, Kathleen Tessaro, the perfume collector, that I read earlier. It it is about trusting that that human instinct. I want to read that again, just in case you tuned in a little later. I'm going to pull it up here. It um because when you when you think about us being sensual beings, and we are, I mean, we feel things, we know what's happening around us, which is important to our survival. Um, he, he. I want to read this passage again. He, sa- he says, come to your senses. You've heard this saying. She says, yes. What do you think it means? She says, it means to be reasonable, sensible. She looks across at him, doesn't it? He says, maybe. His eyes caught the afternoon light flickering, flickering amber, flecked with green. What else could it mean? She says, He says, perhaps it's an invitation. Maybe we need to literally come to our senses to return to our sense of taste, touch, sight, smell, hearing, and find sustenance in them, inspiration. Life is, after all, a sensual experience. Our senses have the power to truly transport us, but also to ground us, make us human. So to me, we're talking about exactly that. In one sense, and I mean that, Literally and figuratively, (laughs) we can check out a situation and know whether it's safe or not. I mean, it can go right to the bottom of the hierarchy of needs, survival, Um, which to me is very human, and it's old brain. And so when you're thinking, you know, something doesn't smell right here, I smell gas, I smell fire, you know, that's going to alert your systems that something's wrong. And just watch what your mind does. In those moments or think back on a time where you smelled something and talked yourself out of it listen if you talk yourself out of it and things go bad because of it this is not a beat-up session about that I want to be really clear that as I, I and I do practice this as much as I can and you're welcome to call me on it if you're hearing something else many times I'll say in my opinion and therefore you know it is my opinion Beyond that, though, we, we're keeping the show very um, matter-of-fact, open, all at the same time, so judgment is not really useful here. So even if you're finding yourself judging yourself like, I really should have, I always say shoulda, coulda, woulda are just thorns in your side. They're just, and I got that from someone, and I'm not sure where, and if you're out there, please remind me who you are, Um but shoulda, coulda, woulda are just thorns in our side. And it could be an author, actually. Could I could have got that from some reading along the way. Um, because they don't serve us. And, and it could be argued, so I'll go, I'll bend a little bit here and say, shoulda, coulda, woulda can serve you if you look at it, learn from it, and then let it go and move on. Or accept what's happened and move on even better. It... Um, It will free you up to be able to free up your senses. So when we're talking about being reasonable, uh, you know, reasonable generally comes from a little bit more practical brain. So if you're coming from an emotional brain, or I should say from an emotional self versus a pragmatic self, may or may not be reasonable emotions to me when i when i teach about emotions emotions are um, they well they, they they are not necessarily truth um and while i don't discount emotions and i believe you should feel your emotion um and uh, and practice being in the emotion and just where is that coming from what is that about like almost pulling it apart in a scientific way, you know, here's how I'm feeling, or just notice the feeling, accept it, and move on, any of those. This isn't about squashing emotion, but realizing that when we make decisions from an emotional self, we may not be making decisions from a, in a reasonable way or a practical way. And sometimes it's better to just find a way to kind of find that space where the emotion is, Say, okay, I've heard you or I've heard this, and then, but here's, I need to be in this side of my brain or I need to be in this practical mind in order for me to make a decision on this. Business is usually done that way. Doesn't mean you can't have an emotional feeling about it. And what is the best way to get the best outcome is essentially what we're looking for. So again, if you are finding that you know I've had all these senses before, and and you may even be thinking of a big one recently that you just feel like you failed. Great, the 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 beauty in your failure, if you learn from it, is you will be more successful at having a different, a di- well, it'll be a different way of looking at it, but differently, a different action next time, something. Similar arises like this. So for a moment, like how I like to get people into that space as often as possible is to just bring your attention inward, breathing in, breathing out. So breathing into your sit bones, pause, tightening your belly gently, exhaling completely, feeling your sit bones, feeling your feet. Because when you just feel that, you just get, boom, down into that lower body. We talked last week about the chakras, first, second, and third chakra. So legs, hips, all the way up into your upper um, abdomen are the place that, especially in America but maybe all over the world, we're detaching from that. So just coming into those lower extremities or that lower body, lower torso, helps just get a better sense of self. Better sense of where you are and how you're really feeling, and you check in with everything. check in mentally, emotionally, and then also just how is my body actually feeling and that's where I said doesn't really matter. just be honest in every way about your body and about how your emotions, etc are feeling and Then I want you to just sense the room, so notice if you're feeling. Like the the room feels good, light, easy. The room feels heavy, dark, or it might just feel like it's kind of just moving along, kinda uh I like to sometimes use uh sound effects. it's kind of a versus a or a you know it's just somewhere in between there, and without any judgment about it, just observing it. How do you feel? And then come to a time now in your life where you had one of these gut moments. It could be for a good or a bad thing. In fact, why don't you do one of each? And then I want you to feel where in your body do you feel that? Because it's not your mind. And your mind even might start to talk to you right now and say, well, you know, it really wasn't that bad, Kimberly. It was this, that, and the other. You know, you never know. It, okay. Okay. I say that a lot. Okay and oh. It's just that way of just, I, I've I've heard what you've said and I don't have, I'm, I'm just holding the space for what you've said. So where is that in your body? And, really paying attention at. So I'm bringing a few shows together here with that. Notice what you felt because that's a good way for you to figure out in the future whether this was good, bad, or just somewhere right in the middle. Okay, so now I want to remind you of the practice. The practice for this week is to tune in to your senses. You're going to tune in to sight, sound, taste, smell, and touch for one of them. I want you to notice your sense of reasonableness, your sense of a room. I want you to see how your mind reacts. Let me know. KimTossRadio at gmail.com and practice peace in all day. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Because i